full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan hey welcome to the full court press our friends and Ajay salveson got a really busy show for you today so we're gonna actually jump right into it here pretty quickly aggie fans i think you're gonna enjoy this one we got head coach ryan odom here at the top of the show and then we'll have jc carroll the former aggie great and spain great if you will uh, we'll be joining us a little after 5 p.m. We'll get to have him on, chat with him about his career in Spain, his time at Utah State, and his retirement life and how things are going there. Uh, I believe he's living back in Cache Valley, too, so that's pretty cool. We'll also have some MLB, play- MLB playoff baseball talk, plenty of that going on. Utah Jazz fall to the Spurs last night. Not really much to take from it. It's a preseason game, so don't freak out too much. Uh, and Monday Night Football was a uh, was a dud. Um, that's That's a bummer. Uh, a little surprised by that, but um, it's okay. That's because you've been telling everybody how great Monday Night Football is, dude. <laughs> but primetime games you've been telling everybody, been oh, it's the greatest thing ever. They've been good. Cool. Uh, Eric, but let, uh, let's not waste any time. Uh, we have uh, head coach of the Utah State men's basketball team. He's a very busy man. Appreciate him uh, joining us today. Uh, the basketball team, it's uh, head coach Ryan Odom joining us here on the full, full court press. Coach, how are you? Good afternoon. Doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing We're good. good, coach. We're good. Thanks uh, for your time today. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, coach, to uh, talk to us you. about camp so far. What do you see now to your boys, and uh, uh, what do you like, and uh, what do you think you guys need to improve upon? Yeah, the guys are working really hard right now. It's, uh, obviously, it's, it's a lot of fun to be out there with them, you know, on a daily basis. Today, ironically, is our day off, uh, but we'll, we'll get back after it tomorrow and kind of go through the weekend and, and – uh, we're actually bringing officials in uh, on Friday to, to scrimmage a little bit. I haven't even told the guys that yet, but um, that's the that is the the plan at this point. So, uh, but really impressed with their attitude. With their uh, they really share the ball. We have a group that you know is a willing passing team. You know, which you know makes my job uh, our job a lot easier as coaches. You know, when you know you have an unselfish group. You know, to start out with and. Uh, you know, we're just putting the pieces together. We're working, you know, and, and beginning to put our stuff in on offense and defense and uh, really working working to try, to try to improve on a daily basis. Coach, you've been able to see these guys kind of in some individual type of workout <clears throat> situations uh, in the off season, but now everybody's on campus. Everybody's together. The guys that uh, you were familiar with uh, that uh, came with you to Logan – but uh, some of the guys that have been here for a while, but also some other uh, new guys who uh, you recruited or others that recruited are, are here in the mix. H- how is that coming together, just trying to get everybody to get to know each other and what, what the expectation is uh, under you as the Utah State men's basketball coach? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the benefits of, of the new rules in, in college athletics, college basketball specifically, is we actually are able to work with the guys as a, as a group in the summers and it didn't used to be like that and it's a rule that as coaches we all love um and you know we we don't use a ton of 
a ton of hours, you know, in terms of putting plays in and stuff. You kind of just put general, you know, uh, general things in on offense and defense. And we worked, we worked a lot on our, our break this summer. I mean, that's primarily what we did, just getting the guys used to how fast we want to play on makes and misses. And uh, and then we've begun, you know, as we've gotten into practice here with the guys, now we've begun to kind of put in more half-court things and then certainly working a ton on our defense, trying to get that ready for the season uh, for a tough Mountain West conference. Um, but uh, really impressed with what I've seen so far. I mean, obviously, when you start with our team, guys that are returning, Bean and Brock, you know, they're both great in their own ways. Uh, they're both wonderful leaders. They're great kids. Um, you know, they're obviously experienced, you know, within our organization. They've won uh, championships, you know, here. And uh, I think they're they're excited about what's happening, you know, with, with our team right now and the new faces that, that have, you know, to, to the roster. Um, you know, Steven obviously played, you know, a, a solid amount last year and got some valuable experience and, uh, you know, has, has really stepped up and played well. He's been. He's got moxie. He's he's a fun fun guy to be around and and uh, an excellent leader as well. Um, and then you know when you talk about the new guys that are that are coming in, I mean certainly Rylan, you know, is is uh, a guy that you know has played at a high level, you know, of college basketball, the highest level of college basketball in the Pac-12, and you know will be ready to contribute right away. RJ and Brandon, you know, coming from UNBC, they, they're experienced as well and, and played a lot of hoops in their day and, and obviously understand our staff and kind of how we play. So that, that part's been beneficial. Uh, you know, they can quickly, you know, help other guys when, you know, uh, terminology uh, is crossing. <laughs> they can quickly, you know, tell a guy on the side what I'm talking about, which is a cool thing, um, you know, to experience. It's like having a, a senior on your team, um, you know, that just been through it. And then there's some new guys as well. I mean, Norbert, you know, is a good, um, you know, and, and uh, has good size. Uh, I think I think Aggie fans are going to love uh, Z. Z's quite a player, a uh, really athletic guy, and, and, and uh and, and we're excited about his, his progression so far and, and entrance into the team. Max and Sean, uh, those two guys are really good players. Um, I think what you're, you're sensing probably right now as I'm talking is that we've got a pretty good, pretty deep team. You know, we've got a lot of guys. I've even talked about the two front court guys and Trevin and Shimon who, you know, continue to impress. Um, and uh, so I do think, you know, part of our, you know, dynamic that's going to be really important. It can be a strength for us or we could allow it to be a weakness, and it's just our depth. You know, we have a lot of guys that, that you know, could get in the game for us. And um, and I think this time right now as we're heading into scrimmages and exhibitions and being up to the beginning of the season is the time to begin to figure out kind of who's in the mix and and uh, and, and kind of how the, the, the roles are going to be distributed. Coach, I have a two-part question for you. First part of the question, how is the health of your team? Yeah, the health of the team is pretty good. You know, Trevin's been out for a little bit. He's the one guy that's, that's kind of been hit with the bug. Obviously, Wick. Wick as well. He's, uh, you know, Wickheiser, um, you know, he, he got hurt literally in one of the first workouts, you know, over the summer. And so he's working his way back. He's not in full 
full team activities yet, but he's made tremendous progress. Travis uh, got got hurt, you know, several weeks ago, and, but has has really come back pretty strong and and is is close to to getting back to working with the team. Uh, Trevin, you know, had a, had a foot injury, but the doctors are really confident about where he's at right now. He's he's pretty much pain free when he gets in the underwater treadmill, and you know, we're hopeful that he's going to be be uh be back shortly after that uh, our first scrimmage um and, and hopefully we'll be ready for that exhibition game so uh, but you know how it is we want to be we want to be smart about as we return him to play and make sure that he's he's fully ready for the whole season and then i want to ask about uh in regards of nonamish keta obviously so there is a major i don't, I don't want to say hole but a major gap maybe to fill to that five spot what have you seen out of your big men if trevin can start great but have you seen anybody else do you have a starter named to that big man position yeah no not yet i mean i don't i don't we're we're working through all of that right now you know as a staff and and as a team um you know we don't we don't have a, a defined starting group you know as of yet nor do we really need to um you know at this point we we are working you know, who plays well together? We kind of split them up every day, and and they're on random teams pretty much every day. And I think what you're finding is uh, it's not a normal situation. Like you, you can't just look at it and say, "Hey, this team's going to beat this team pretty easily." Uh, we don't have that type of roster right now. We've got a roster that's very competitive, which I love, you know, because it it, it forces us, you know, as a group to bring it every day, and I really like that. Uh, to answer your question, you know, anytime you lose a guy like Mimi or Sam Merrill, you know, to the NBA, I mean, that's a that's a big loss, and it's a big loss for any program. And um, you know, I think one of the, the the key things for us is how do we how do we um, how do we try to fill that void? Well, we don't have to have Mimi, you know, exactly, and and nor do I want you know someone to try to be Mimi. I want them all to be themselves and. You know, I think Trevin, you know, established himself as, you know, a guy that was ready to kind of jump into to that spot. I think Shimon over the last three weeks has really, you know, progressed and uh, and done really well. Um, you know, he's got major size and skill around the basket. He's athletic. Trevin's really athletic, and uh, you know was was fitting in nicely with our guards as they were they were feeding him the ball near the rim and then you know the other guy that can kind of fill that position for us is brandon you know who's coming with us from from umbc he's a different type of center more skilled guy you know where he can you know uh, hurt teams from the outside so i think we've got two kind of dynamics there going that i'm really excited about that are going to be beneficial Coach, uh, it, it seemed like it took a while for the non-conference schedule to finally come out. Uh, what was that like for yeah, you and your staff putting that together? And uh, was there any method to the teams that ultimately made it on your your schedule? Yeah, I mean, I think what happened there was patience won out. Um, you know, rather than just kind of taking a game that might have not made sense for us just just to get the schedule finished. Uh, we were patient with it, and it's, it's honestly it's the hardest time I've had, you know, since I've been a head coach. <laughs> and I used to do the scheduling as an assistant at Virginia Tech when I was when I was there as well. And um, 
you know, we all want it done, and uh, we apologize to Aggie fans for not having it done quicker, for sure. Um, but at the same time, I think the patience won out there. We're able to get, you know, a quality opponent in, in St. Mary's to come into the spectrum and, you know, fulfill their obligation to, to finish up that series. And actually, we're in talks with them, you know, about continuing it past this year and, and re-upping where we would go back to St. Mary's the next year and then they'd come back the following. So it's a good matchup for us. Um, we wanted to try to get, you know, a marquee game, you know, coming to the spectrum given the circumstances because, you know, we're, we're obviously on the road at BYU. We're on the road at, at Weber this year and not actually the way we would want to have it. Um, you know, we'd rather split those up, but, um, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. And, uh, you know, we're excited where we land about where we landed. Um, the Annapolis trip will be really challenging. Uh, you know, playing a really good Richmond team who a lot of folks are saying could be in the top twenty five if they and you know, if they play well early in the season. And then uh going down to Myrtle Beach in that ESPN tournament, we're gonna test ourselves against some quality competition. Um, so we're we're we feel good about the non conference schedule or where it landed. And uh, we know that it's going to be a good challenge for us and, and a good prep, prep, you know, for for the Mountain West. Coach, how's your adjustment to Logan going so far? Yeah, it's going really well. I mean, we love it. My family loves it. Um, you know, it's a great place to live, as you know. There's a lot to do. And, and uh, you know, the coolest thing for us, we've been obviously to, you know, several of the games, been to the volleyball games, soccer games, and, and now – obviously football, you know, over the last month and, uh, you know, just seeing the, the atmosphere that's been created in Maverick right now, um, by coach Anderson and his staff is, is, is really exciting. Um, the herd has been tremendous. Our, our Aggie faithful have been tremendous. And, uh, I know, I know everyone's excited to get back into the spectrum as well. And, uh, and, and certainly our team is. And I uh, actually went back and forth on an email to, today with you know, the herd president, uh, and uh, we're meeting with them next week to kind of get our plans for for the season, which is really refreshing. Again, I've coached a lot of different places, but it's not like that everywhere. And so, what's 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 been created here and the tradition that's here, where it's it's not only the the, the coaches and the team you know, uh, working for championships. It's, you know, the, the fans understand that they're a vital part of our success. And um, creating that home atmosphere where it's tough for the opponent, you know, is a huge thing. And coming off a of COVID year, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite confident that it's going to be a fun, a fun season inside, inside of the spectrum. Uh, again, we're talking to Coach Ryan Odom, the uh, head men's basketball coach for Utah State University. Coach, uh, as you talk about this, are there – are there things that, as a coach or a coaching staff, or even discussions with the players, when you're meeting with the herd or, or other facilities people at the spectrum, that things that you would like to implement that that uh, we haven't seen before that you bring with you, or are you just like trying to get caught up to speed with what ha- what does take place here, so you are aware of it? How does how does that work? What's it, what are those conversations like? Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is my first conversation. You know. Uh, of this kind, you know, with a group like this. So, I mean, I think it's, you know, kudos to the herd for, you know, reaching out and, um, and, and, and trying to, you know, collaborate. Um, 
you know, I immediately sent out a message to our uh, our staff, you know, because we've got guys, we've got folks on our staff that have been a lot of different places, and um, you know, I think I think uh, and have been at places that care about basketball, um, and so anything that we can bring, you know, I don't know specifically what that would be, but ideas, you know, to 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 add to what already is is a tremendous. Uh, organization, we want to try to do that. So, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is is for the herd to keep doing what they're doing, show up and 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 cheer for their for their team um, in an organized fashion. I think that's one of the differences between us and and others. Is this group's very organized. Again, head coach of the Utah State men's basketball program, it's Ryan Odom joining us here on the Full Court Press. Coach, I know you probably can't say a whole lot on this, but your super secret scrimmage against another university. Can you tell us who and where that's going to take place or no? You know, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do that or not. I okay. better not. Just we, in case, we better so. not just in case. I don't want to <laughs> get in trouble with We don't want it sure. to be the A.J. Salvis and cause you to get you in oh, trouble. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will yeah. ask you, Coach, just, I, I mean, your backcourt so. Them. You know, you can't, you can't put out scores and stuff like that. Sure. But, you know, I, I guess just know that we're playing a really uh, a quality opponent and, uh, you know, hopefully it's it's going to tell us a lot about ourselves. I mean, that's the purpose of these close scrimmages. And uh, uh, you don't go into it really worried about it. Do you win or do you lose? You try to make sure that everybody, you know, is, is getting an opportunity, you know, to play and, and kind of see how they react in a really tough environment, you know, against a quality opponent. And, uh, and then you've got a lot of films, you know, to work with. Both teams do, you know, after you come out of it. Where all right, well here's where we're a little bit deficient. All right, here's where you know, wow, we did pretty well in this, um, better than we thought we were going to do, and you can kind of build, you know, from there. Um, one of the things that I've been really pleased with our guys about is, you know, they're they're very receptive to coaching, and they're very quick, you know, when you do coach them on things, um, you know, to to take accountability, and then also try to put it into action. Um, and, and make changes pretty quickly, which is which is really an awesome thing. So I'm really proud of the guys for that. Hey, Coach, i, I got to ask you about the backcourt. What are you looking for? Because you have Ashworth, you have Rylan Jones, uh, Shulga as well. You've already talked a little bit about him. What are you looking for when you try to put the, uh, together a starting lineup, especially in the backcourt, your guard and your shooting guard? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that, as I look at our team right now, we have multiple starters at those, um, which is a positive thing. Our our deepest, you know, overall position, you know, and they're all different, um, but is at the guard spot. You know, guys that can play point guard, multiple guys that can do that, multiple guys that can play shooting guard, multiple guys that can play the wing. Um, you know, when we talk to our team about uh, – I think we've got versatility. When we talk to our team about how we want to play offensively, is you know we want guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot, and know when to do all three. Because I think that's 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 really basketball if you think about it. If you know when to pass, if you know when to shoot, and when to dribble, that's 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 three things offensively that that you're going to be doing while you're out there. And you need to know that individually, but they also need to know that as a team you know, when you put the five out there together. And so we have quite a few guys, all right, that are really good in that area and that can play and pick and roll. 
is that's really how we play offense. You know, we play a ton of pick and roll, and you know, we Ryland certainly is is elite at that. Uh, Steven all right, is excellent at it. Uh, Max Shoga, you know, is, is about as talented as we have, and and really really good at that with his physicality. He's also a very good defender. Um, and then RJ, you know, RJ Idle Rock is, is, I mean, he played point guard for me his freshman year. And, um, you know, he's a different type of point guard because he's got size there. Um, Sean Bearstow can play in pick and roll. Um, you know, there, there'll be times where you'll see, you know, guys on our team that, you know, you know Brandon Horvath rebounds the ball, he'll advance it. You know, he'll bring the ball up the court at 6'11. So it's a unique style. I mean, I think it's more of a pro style of, of offense, you know, that you're going to see with this this group. And uh, they're 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 they they put pressure on the defense pretty quickly, um, you know, which is a goal of ours. So, and the unselfishness, you know, we've got to maintain that throughout the season, um, you know, as we continue to develop our team. Coach, uh, just a few more weeks of, uh, uh, of practices. You've got some closed scrimmages that you can do. Um, for I mean, how difficult? I mean, you've kind of already alluded to this, but just how challenging is it to try to settle on what your starting five is going to look like? Are you going to want guys that are versatile, different positions, guys who are experts or, or uh, specialists at their position? I mean, how do you normally like to try to figure that out for your, who your starting unit's going to look like? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of – I'm like most coaches. I mean, who starts the game is very important, you know, certainly. Who finishes the game is equally important. You know, you get in these dogfights in conference play where, you know, the teams know one another so well and, and you know, you get in these possession-ending games, you know, who, who are you finishing with, you know, is, is as important as anything. And so everybody wants to start, uh, but the reality is, you know, everybody can't start. We only can put five out there. And so we're going to have ball handlers without a doubt um, and, and probably multiple on the court, you know, at the, at, at the beginning of the game. We're going to have guys that can shoot out there. Um, you're going to have an athletic forward. And then we'll see at the center spot, is it going to be, you know, um, you know uh, uh, more of a traditional center like a Trevin or is it going to be a, a, a non-traditional center or, uh, I guess you could say it both ways because nowadays uh, the, the traditional centers are dribbling the ball up the court, but in the NBA that is. But uh, or would it be somebody like a Brandon? Um, and so I think you know the short answer to that is, you know, we we have a lot of different guys that could start, and I think you probably will see multiple starting lineups throughout the season. I don't think you'll see necessarily just one every game. Um, there'll be times that the matchup will call for us to start a different way. And so, you know, that's that's all to come, of course. And so I can't sit here and, and give you a specific answer on that, you know, at this point. But know that we're, we are evaluating all of that right now and working through those things, you know, as we continue to practice. I mean, we've got about uh, eight more practices before we, you know, face another team and then, another two weeks past that before we face one more in an exhibition. And then, you know, we'll be, we'll be off to the races uh, on November 9th. So, 
Uh, I think we're all excited. They're, they're, the guys are very competitive right now. Every single day, they're trying to win, which is only going to help us, you know, long term. So, um, hope that answers your question somewhat. No, really good, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's perfect. I don't envy you trying to uh, or any coach uh, with a, a group of talented players and, and depth at multiple positions trying to figure out what your starting unit's going to look like. But uh, that's why you get paid the big bucks, and uh, that's why you win games. And we just sit here and wonder about how it would happen for us. So, no, but coach, we do appreciate your time. Uh, really looking forward to how this Utah State men's basketball team is going to turn out. What's going to look like this upcoming season? And uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's only a few short weeks away. Yeah, we're excited, too, and we appreciate your support along the way and, and uh, looking forward to getting in the gym with everybody. Absolutely. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you a lot. All right, thanks, Coach. Uh, it's Coach uh, Ryan yeah. Odom, uh, the head men's basketball coach for Utah State uh, University, the men's basketball team, just a few short weeks away before the season dips off. Hey, what do you think – how big of a difference is it? Like, Because when you had got Craig Smith on, it was turn your volume down in your ear headphones – uh, I understand that you're going to probably get three questions in. They're going to be great answers. They will be. They'll be great answers with lots of lots of enthusiasm. But you're going to get three questions in, and then go from that to a very, I won't say soft spoken, but more quiet version. And uh, I mean, we got what you what, four questions in each, I believe. I can't remember, but just a different demeanor, but still incredibly effective and powerful. The players. Love this guy, by the way. The players, the equipment managers, the staff, they really respect Coach Odom in so many ways and what he's building. They're excited about this season, uh, and they think they're going to compete in the Mountain West Conference. They truly think that they're going to be able to compete with these guys. This is uh, it's going to be a fun season ahead of us. It starts October 27th with an exhibition game. I can't wait for it. All right, we're going to take a step aside here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, your reactions to what you heard from Coach Odom. Uh, and again, a reminder of what this roster looks like and uh, what this team's going to look like for this upcoming season. We'll discuss that coming up next here in the Full Court Press. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For me, Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM. 1390 AM, The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Really appreciate Coach Odom for spending time with us uh, yeah, we got a lot of good. I thought good questions in with Coach. Dude, I asked. He, I asked the one stupid question. I swear, every interview it's me who asked that one stupid question, whether it's situational punting or <laughs> what was your stupid question? Hey, Coach, will you tell us about the super secret scrimmage? Uh, no, because it's super secret and it's not supposed <laughs> to be talked about. Who are you playing, Coach? <laughs> Come on, it always but, has to be me. But he did talk about what value it has, you know, playing those games, yeah. and having those scrimmages. So yeah, it was 
Good to get his feedback, at least on what that is. I've heard where the scrimmage is at. I just didn't. I just wanted to confirm it, so I didn't have to. Yeah, you uh, can't even uh, do but that. But that didn't work. <laughs> hey, Eric, what did you? The thing that stood out to me is I asked about the backcourt. Like you have Ashworth, Shulga, Rylan Jones is a stud, no question about it. They have a really deep backcourt this year, which I think is something that they were missing last year. Like when Raleigh wasn't healthy, they were kind of scrambling around. It seemed like in finding the guy that could actually get him through you know, at least starter minutes and then finding backup after that. And to be honest, they never had an answer for it, and I think that's why they struggled so much. Uh, and so this year, you got an experienced Ashworth, you got an experienced Ryland Jones, you got Shulga, who has experience, Sean Barristow is back, um, Brock Miller, I think you, you put in that group maybe. So, and uh, EJ, right? Uh, Edel Rock, I think, will be a part of that. RJ. So, RJ, excuse me. Um I'm excited. Like their backcourt could be really talented, more so than I think people think at this point in time. Yeah, and it, I mean, it sounds like there's a few little injuries, but it doesn't sound like anything too major. Um, but um, yeah, you know, how's this team? Uh, how will they come together? You know, what will those roles be? How will those be defined? Um, and, and just look, the thing that uh, the biggest takeaway for me is versatility. The way he looks at this roster and the players that he has, and he went through them on one by one too, yeah, is versatility uh, that he has available. Um, because we've we've seen coaches like you are the point guard, yeah, you do nothing else than run Just the lead point. the offense, yep. You are the shooting guard, you do nothing than run screens and get open to shoot threes. You are the small forward, You're like you go through that, and everybody has a very defined role. And I get it. I mean, this is kind of how basketball is evolving anyway. It's kind of positionless basketball to some degree. It's not so much like that in, in college game yet, but it's getting there. And coaches want versatility. He wants it to be a pro-style offense. There's a lot of movement. It's fast-paced, uh, a lot of scoring, and everybody's got to be able to handle the ball. Everybody's got to be able to shoot. Uh, everybody has to be able to pass. So uh, I think that just means we're going to have an exciting brand of basketball. We are, yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. I Again, I'm still not confident in that five spot. That four, uh, The four spot I'm fine with with Justin Bean. Five spot was where I still have a lot of worry and concern. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't think we're going to see the whole entire playbook or we're not going to see the whole entire you know, d- dinner table of what that five spot rotation could look like in an exhibition game on October 22nd or 7th, excuse me. But I think it'll get a slight idea of where his mindset is. And like he and like he said, he's not gonna have his starting lineup maybe set by October twenty seventh. No need to. Like I mean you got time, so let's just we're just kinda trying out things and seeing what they look like. Right, and it'll likely evolve as the season goes oh, on. Oh sure, too. absolutely. Without a doubt. Uh but I'm with you that that center position is where the biggest question oh, mark dude, I'm, is. Especially with Doria still I guess getting back from some issues with the foot. Uh, would love to hear from our listeners. If you want to text into the show, what did you learn from the interview? What did you like? 435-339-0321. Again, text in at 435-339-0321. Uh, 9315 text in. We are in great hands with the new basketball coach. Sometimes I wonder what kind of hands Audrey and Eric have us in at the full court press. Just kidding. <laughs> Kind of we love you, nine three one five. No, you don't. You don't even like him. You make fun of him. No, we love him. No, you we make love fun of him for his grammar. You're like, we oh, we gotta translate another text from nine three one five. Can't understand what he's saying. 
Oh, we need to translate. That, Dude, that you did, are a bully. That did not require I'm a nice guy. any additional So let thought. me Just say it. 9315, right we clean. appreciate you. It's good stuff. I don't make fun of you. I am a lover of all texters. So you're welcome. Thank you. you what, is it 4769 who's always begging on you? <laughs> no. It's that, what is that, that 7994 dude in a jigger? Uh, yeah, <laughs> 7994, man. He's like, I mean, I could like sit there and be like, Hold a picture. He is never mind. I can no, say you something love all really, really nice. You love all textures. I say something really nice, it. and he'd be like, "Oh, dude, you're full of crap. You're a liar. <laughs> you hate Eric." I'm like, "What? What the fish did I do wrong?" Um, no, I'm excited. Hey, uh, Eric, I'm really looking forward to JC today in the five o'clock hour. Um, I. Just, I mean, to get his memories of Utah State, his time in Spain, he had a great, illustrious career. You know what's crazy to me is the fans down south who wear the same color as Utah State think that Jimmer Fredette had a better career overall than J.C. Carroll, both in college and outside, over the seas. That is why you don't snort smarties, kids. It's because you make dumb opinions like that. J.C. Carroll is a champion in Spain multiple times. And he did it. And I, I would highest say level against, of basketball yeah, I was outside say, against of the better NBA. competition. And he performed at the highest level against the highest level. That is incredible. I'm, I'm so excited to have JC. I've actually never talked to him in my life. This will be the first conversation I've ever had with him. I was hoping to you know, say hi to him for the first time in my life. But my co-host decided to give him the option. And the only option of just joining us over the phone. I was... He's, nice. a, he's a busy guy. Oh my gosh, over he's at home is playing the, cornhole right now. Uh, I asked if he could come into the studio, and he's, he's like, actually, "Oh, sorry, I'm at home playing I've got cornhole." Some other things going on, and that's the best option. Y'all, at home playing cornhole is what he's doing. But you let him off the hook. Come on, Eric. One on one journalism. I didn't leave. Him, I didn't. Let you him off don't the hook. give him only one option, and the only option he likes. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. 5242. Two. Has a Utah State fan, Jimmer, had a better career as, as a Utah State Jimmer? As a Utah State fan, Jimmer had a better career. Uh, I think if you were to look at college. College, absolutely. I think he oh, did. Oh, college, absolutely. Dude, college, he was incredible. College, he won an NCAA tournament game. He went to the Sweet 16 or Elite 8? Naismith Player of the Year. Without their best big man. Jimmer Fredette led them to the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 without their best big but, man, Marcus Davies. But professionally? Professionally? No question, it's JC. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. 5452. BYU has 37 different colors of blue they use. Not the same color of blue as USU. But they have that navy blue stuff, man. <laughs> Shades, not colors, my Oh, bad. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your what are you most excited about for the Utah State basketball team, Eric? Like when you hear Coach Odom now, what what do you look forward to the most? Well, I, I, there's just kind of this sense, like of I don't know if the right term is is mystery, but here's a new coach. But there's some familiar faces, but there's also a lot of new faces too. And we hear about you know this is the style of offense that we like, and we've got versatility with the, on the roster and. Uh, just for me, it's just kind of this sense like I don't really know. There's, it's almost like Christmas, you know? Like You know it's going to come. <laughs> you've got excitement. You know you've asked for certain things, but you don't know what you're going to get yeah, until you, you no open idea. it. Yeah. And then it just it builds to that level of, of excitement. And 
I I don't think this is going to be one of those Christmases that lets you down because I've had those before. But you got I the think this pink is, uh, bunny suit instead of the red rifle. I got a quilt instead of a toy gun. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> quilt. But no, but I think there's there is excitement here, and there's this this unknown about what it's going to look like with Coach Odom on the sidelines and this Aggie basketball team under his direction. But I. There's excitement though because I feel like it can be exciting and fun and successful. I uh, I was talking to someone within the within the program and they said something really really good. Look, you don't have Namias, you don't have Sam. You may not be as I don't know how to say that word. Not I maybe not as talented as that team you know two years ago and maybe even last year. But they are going to be much more deep, much more deep than they were last year. As long as they stay healthy, they could be really deep. Um, and that's what I love. In fact, I think this team will out-succeed last year's team. I do. I, I In wow. win total, uh, and, and honestly, probably in the Mountain West Conference term, I think this team will out-succeed last year's team in the win total in, in overall and probably in Mountain West Conference play. This team's going to be good. I'm excited. 5-6-6-2, Matt coached the football game Friday night. He's the most unpretentious guy. You never know he was a big-time b-ball coach, nicest guy ever, except when he steps on the court. I have total confidence in the future of the program with Coach Odom at the helm. And it's crazy. I was sitting in an interview. You're absolutely right. It was a one-on-one interview, and I was just sitting in on it, just listening. Dude, you can tell he hates talking about his accomplishments. And he hates talking about, yeah, I coached UMBC and, and beat, a, you know, beat a one seed. He hates it. Does not want to be known as that one guy who beat a one seed as a 16 seed. He just wants to be known as Utah State's basketball coach who's going to try and get better at Utah State. The stories he could tell you about when he was a ball boy for the visiting team, Ralph Sampson, Michael Jordan, or his dad, and or even his dad at Wake Forest are awesome. But there is no ego to this guy. None. Like, he totally gets it. I do agree with him. I, I, I want to see him get intense on the court. Like The great thing about Craig Smith is that he showed fire, and he was on the refs yes. 24-7 every single minute of that contagious. game. I want to see Coach Odom have that same backup for his players, that same intensity on the court. doesn't have to be off the court in any way, shape, or form, but on the court, I want to see if this guy is going to actually stick up for his guys when they don't get the calls. And on some of these road games, they're not going to get those calls anymore. Yeah, Stu Morrill would he would back up his guys. Oh, I He'd love, get yeah, fired. Yeah, absolutely. Tim Durier didn't. He stuck up for Al Lewis, didn't he? Yeah. If I heard the story right, I think Al told me that. No, I heard actually someone else, and then went to Al to confirm it. And Al had this big grin on his face. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But the Stu Morrill got fiery. Like he'd back up his guys. He'd get emotional. Tim Durier never showed no, any emotion. No, and Craig I loved, Smith was emotional. I loved was, Timmy, but he never did. Craig Smith had his emotions on his sleeve, and I loved that. Like I love, well, you know, I seen Craig Smith come out and you know pump the fist at half court, getting the USU herd riled up. I don't know if Odom's that kind of a guy, but I would like to see him. And again, I don't know if this, if he will or won't. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I, I hope to see him back up and show some intensity in these games in front of the home crowd. That's one thing I really want to see from him. Uh, again, if you want to text in and uh, give your comments about or what you kind of took away from our interview with Coach Odom, 435-339-0321. Coming up next hour, conversation with J.C. Carroll, one of the all-time greats to ever play the game of basketball at Utah State Hey, we're State not going to admit that I maybe accidentally, purposely did not put him in my top five Aggies of all time, right? 
Um, I'm not going to admit that, oh, but cool. if you want to, no, I no, think no, that's we're good. No, 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 we're good. We're good. We're good. You should let JC no. know where he stands. No, 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 we're good. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. <laughs> so yeah, that's coming up next hour. Uh, stay tuned for that. Also on Tuesdays, it's our pick, uh, not our pick six, our uh, stat that blew our minds, and our player of the week. We'll get into that. Can I do I opposite of player of the week? Because I feel like we got. I've got a couple opposites of player of the week. You say that for what went wrong Wednesday. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, you're right. It's going to be a great discussion, though. Uh, it's coming up on the Full Court Press. <laughs> it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvison. concerns me is that this coaching staff has never coached against Air Force. That makes me really nervous about being able to compete against a very different style. Boise State, they corrected a lot of problems in Game 2. BYU's off to a great start. Utah State has definitely proven that they can hang with anybody right now. But you can't have a slow start <laughs> like they did against Air, Air Force. Force, Boise State, yeah. or BYU. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports. Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. For your next anniversary, give her the gift of diamonds from Essie Needham Jewelers. Diamond jewelry makes a woman feel cherished. She'll also be impressed with your fine taste. Choose from an extensive selection of diamond earrings, diamond pendants, diamond bands, and diamond bracelets. You can expect the best price every day of the year. No need to negotiate because we offer our best price up front with our exclusive Integrity Price Guarantee. Essie Needham's is known for quality jewelry for more than a century. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. The Karen Nielsen Guild Mortgage Team will help you find the loan to fit your life. Guild Mortgage offers hundreds of loan products for a wide variety of borrowers, including first-time home buyers, military families, and rural residents. Guild Mortgage also offers many state, county, and city housing programs that provide down payment assistance. At Guild, they work hard to deliver what matters most to you with a loan that fits your life. Call 435-294-2480 or Google Karen at Guild Mortgage. NMLS 3274 0226 Equal Housing Lender. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Don't forget, you can always go back to our website and check out uh, any of our past interviews. Uh, f- follow our uh, podcast, subscribe to our podcasts, and uh, listen to our old shows or our old interviews that we've been able to do with uh, different coaches and players or press conferences that we've been able to have. So uh, go check that out. You can find it on 1069thefan.com or on the 1069thefan mobile app. So, again, really appreciate Coach Odom for spending so much time with us. I mean, usually... If you're talking to a coach or a player, they maybe give you 10, 15 minutes at most. We went almost a full 24 uh, with Coach Odom, so we really do appreciate that. That's uh, that's a rarity, so we do appreciate his time and his candor. Talking about this uh, this basketball team and this upcoming season, really exciting. As uh, Ajay said, we've got games, exhibition games coming up later this month. 
Uh, and uh, the team's going to be doing some exhibitions. Some are between, behind uh, closed doors, which they can't talk about or publicize, uh, even though we tried to get that out of him. But uh, good for him. He's keeping it quiet. He doesn't want to cause any problems. So, But anyway, that's coming up. It's going to be a good opportunity for this team to kind of figure out who they are. Um, and like we said, I think the big questions for this team this year are what happens in the center position, um, and the, the health of Brock Miller, will his back be able to stand up to a season uh, of, uh, of play? Will there be others that can emerge as solid shooters on the perimeter or on the wing? And uh, what kind of versatility will this roster uh, provide for uh, Utah State? But, um, yeah, excited to see how this all plays out. We've got the uh, – Ajay right now is working on getting that podcast loaded to our website so you can go back and listen to it and hear what Coach Odom had to say. Um, so, yeah, there was kind of a snoozer last night in major in uh, Monday Night Football. Not that uh, exciting as opposed to what all the other primetime games have been. I mean, even the Thursday night game against you know, kind of some average teams proved to be kind of exciting because it still came down uh, to the wire. But uh, the Sunday night game, yes, that was kind of like a, an in-season Super Bowl. But last night, on Monday night, Chargers were in control. Uh, Raiders tried to make a bit of an interesting game there in the third, but uh, in the end it was the Chargers' defense that just overwhelmed uh, Las Vegas, and uh, Herbert was just on point, and he looked solid. Um, uh, Austin Eckler uh, looked good uh, carrying the ball for the Chargers, so a uh, nice performance from them. So now there's only one team in the NFL that remains undefeated, and I mean – Come on, raise your hand if anybody thought it was going to be the Arizona Cardinals who would be undefeated at this point of the season. Yeah, I don't think there's too many of you raising your hands. Uh, that's shocking. That is the lone undefeated team so far after they took down the Rams. And uh, is it going to be much easier for them? I mean, they host the 49ers, then they go to the Browns, they host the Texans, and maybe tell the uh, – when they face uh, the Packers on October 28th, will be their first real chance to uh, maybe lose a game. But surprising to see how well Arizona is doing so far as the lone undefeated team in the NFL so far. Here's the thing, though, is the NFC West is tough. Now, the Niners, we don't know what they're going to be. Jimmy Garoppolo's injured. What does Trey Lance look like? Rams are still really good. They might have got handled the other weekend, but... I still think that's a good football team overall. Seattle, like, they surprise you. They, like, uh, they win games they're not supposed to win. They lose games they're not supposed to lose. Um, I can't quite figure them out. Uh, Bobby Wagner is doing a lot on his own right now, and that's hurting the defense. Russell Wilson's doing too much. That's hurting the offense. But, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see if this can actually really continue for Arizona, especially when attrition starts setting in six, seven weeks into the season. Well, uh, yeah, it, it is kind of surprising, though, just uh, kind of where the standings are right now. Uh, four weeks into the regular season, um, just that Arizona is the only undefeated team. Really, that's probably one of the biggest surprises for me so far. Uh, totally defeated teams that haven't been able to win a game yet. Um, I, I don't know that I'm overly surprised that the uh, Lions haven't figured out how to Dude, win a game Dude, they're going to go 0-17. They're going to pull it off. That is an the achievement. Jaguars is the other team. Jaguars aren't winning a game, by the way, Especially dude. after this weekend. Oh, events. my gosh. Okay. Because it looked like they were starting to make some progress, maybe. 
They've been in games at certain points, but they just fall apart late. But well, uh, after the, what happened this weekend, yeah, it's probably not. Well, I think he just lost his locker room. I, well, for, for according to some players, he already didn't have the locker room, well. and it started with having Tim Tebow on like a training camp, like that. That's where really people like players were really miffed is when they brought in Tim Tebow for a workout. They're like, "Are you serious? You're going to bring this this guy in for a workout as a tight end?" Like that really bugged a lot of people on the team. Uh, the owner even just said that you know he's got to do a lot to earn our trust back. Oh, boy. You know what? I'm going to just already announce it for him as his PR guy. Urban Meyer is headed to USC. <laughs> you laugh. I'm serious. 9936. Since the Axe have a bye this week, it gives you guys an opportunity to hype the trilogy heavyweight fight on Saturday night. Fury versus Wilder 3. I gotta, I've got to do better at paying attention to that stuff. I'm not... Uh, I loved boxing when, like, Holyfield and Tyson were in it. I need to get back... This is boxing, right? Is it boxing or is it UFC? I don't know, dude. If it's UFC, that I'm gonna tell really you how bad. much I follow this. Well, then we need to be better. Nine nine three six is encouraging us, Eric. Hey, speaking of which, if Saturday night we got a bye week. Yeah. Uh, what are you up to? You want to grab a pizza and have a slice and watch the game with me? Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline and Snow Oil Change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. Hi, this is Brent Wallace with Cache Valley Bank. We love supporting local events like the Cache Valley Parade of Homes happening September 30th through October 9th. As you tour these beautiful homes, we invite you to visit our recently renovated Cache Valley Bank branches. Show your parade ticket and receive a complimentary sampler box of Bluebird chocolates. Visit one of our seven locations from Smithfield to Hiram, including our mortgage office. Stop by during the Parade of Homes, meet our staff, and pick up your free chocolates. Cache Valley Bank, member FDIC. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Hey, remember, when you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Best parts, best service. Need a new battery or new wiper blades? Pull into any of your uh, five locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence. They not only make sure that you get the right battery or the right wiper blades for your vehicle, they'll even help you install it. But if you need more work done or if you want somebody else to take care of some of that, uh, they can recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians and uh, Napa Auto Parts. They sponsor the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment coming up here in just a few moments. Uh, coming up tonight is uh, talking about things coming up. We've got a great wild card game 
between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Six o'clock, our time on ESPN. So as soon as our show's over, go find a TV and turn that one on. Um, should be a doozy. These teams had the exact same regular season record, great historic franchises, no love lost between these two teams. Uh, I think there's a lot of rich storylines between the two of them about uh, how the season has gone and uh, just the history that that's there. Uh, and you know it's going to be played up a lot uh, for this game coming up tonight. So 6 o'clock on ESPN. That's the American League wild card game. Tomorrow it'll be the National League wild card game. That will be the Dodgers and the Cardinals. Um, and it's just shocking that the, the Dodgers, with the season that they had, the record that they had, are in the wild card game facing one of the hottest teams to close out the regular season with the Cardinals. So that will be a doozy too. And again, two historic franchises with a lot of history of winning. So these are some great early matchups to get you ready for uh, the the baseball postseason. Um, So uh, yeah, those will be some great games to pay attention to. We'll be uh, getting into that a little bit more tomorrow just with uh, the path to the World Series, who has the easiest path, who has a more, more challenging path, uh, what are some of the storylines and kind of history between some of these series? Because we've got some teams facing each other that, that there's no love lost between the two of them, and there's some history there. So uh, we'll be able to dive into that a little bit more uh, tomorrow. But um, suffice it to say, I think this is a great group of teams in these playoffs in this postseason that I think is going to be a really fun postseason for Major League Baseball. Eric, four winningest baseball teams in baseball history duking it out. Yankees, Dodgers, Cardinals, Red Sox in the wild card. Hmm. Yep. Thanks, Ajay. That was going to be my stat. Well, you should have done the stat then at 455, not at I should have done my stat before you walked in, and then you just would have repeated my stat. Well, you but can now still do I have it. To go find another I'll stat. I'll ask the prize. <gasps> What's your stat, Eric? I can't wait to hear it. No. You know, I may have an addendum to that stat. And then what? An addendum. You just made up a word. Uh, it'll add even more, more context to how unique that is. Stick around. This is coming up next hour and a conversation Perfect. with J.C. Carroll. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. With the Chargers-Raiders game being delayed for lightning, even though it's indoors, there were plenty of jokes last night. Of course, the team known as the Lightning Bolts would have that kind of delay. Justin Herbert's arm was so electric, they needed to be careful. I know, you get the drift. But the delay seemed to be an ominous sign for Las Vegas. Raiders came in 3-0, but all their flaws came out in prime time. They couldn't protect Derek Carr or stop Herbert. Los Angeles won by 14, and now the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos are tied. First place in the AFC West at 3-1. But the Chargers have already knocked off Kansas City, and they look like they're the more complete team than the Raiders. And they might play in Southern California where just a little bit of weather and everything shuts down, but that's not their fault. It's not reflective of the way the Chargers play. They're tough on both sides of the ball. They're going to be a tough out moving forward. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Hey, Dan Patrick here. You've heard me talking about Get Upside on the show, the free app that pays you up to 25 cents cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I've got a special offer for my listeners right now. When you use the promo code football, you'll receive a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents per gallon cash back. So do the math. Let's say you have an SUV or a truck, standard 20 gallon tank, promo code football. That earns you $10. 
That's 10 extra dollars in your pocket just for buying gas. Something you have to buy anyway. Basically free money. Stop overpaying for gas and start earning cash back with GetUpside. It's the easiest decision you'll make all day. Download GetUpside in the App Store or Google Play and start earning cash back just for buying gas. And remember, use that promo code FOOTBALL. You'll get the bonus 25 cents per gallon cash back. That's promo code FOOTBALL. Good luck. Get up. When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Need a new battery? New wiper blades? When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they'll not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they could even recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians. Napa Auto Parts. Napa know-how. Napa know-how. This is Liz Littell, mortgage lender at Bank of Utah. I personally wanted to thank you for voting us Northern Utah's best bank. If you're in the market for a new home or want to take advantage of today's low rates with a refinance, come visit us at our Logan and Providence locations to experience that best in-state service. And while you're there, you can purchase tickets to the Parade of Homes happening September 30th through August 2nd and October 7th through the 9th. We hope to see you soon. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 422914. Are you having trouble seeing? Don't be kept in the dark. Become aware at visionaware.org. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are what you need to know. We are making our way towards the opening pitch of the 2021 Major League Baseball postseason with the American League wildcard game. The New York Yankees are in Boston to face the Red Sox. New York and Boston had the identical 92-70 and 70 records this season, but the Sox won the season series 10-9. Garrett Cole will take the hill for New York against Boston's Nathan Avaldi. J.D. Martinez is out for this contest with a sprained ankle. The action starts at Fenway just after 8 o'clock Eastern. National League wildcard game is tomorrow. The Dodgers will be hosting St. Louis. Reports from Chicago say Bears running back David Montgomery will miss three to five weeks with a bad knee, but a major injury was avoided. Teddy Bridgewater in the NFL's concussion protocol. No official word on his availability for Sunday's game in Pittsburgh. Drew Locke would be the Broncos' alternative. Speaking of the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger with a sore hip, according to the Steelers head coach, Mike Tomlin. I'm Ralph Irvin. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Eggies, the Jazz, the High Schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 106.9 fm 1390 am the fan eric france and aj salveson here on the full court press thanks for tuning in everybody love to uh have you join us here on the full court press and participate on our guild mortgage mobile app 435-339-0321 435-339-0321 to join us. Uh, last hour, had a great conversation with uh, with uh, Ryan Odom, head men's basketball coach for Utah State Basketball. be and really cool if our link would work for once, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Call. Uh, okay. 
What do you mean, K? That dude, link, that's how people can listen to our is that freaking the link show. For uh, the interview that we just did. Yeah. <laughs> well, too bad you can't hear the interview, but we had a great interview with Coach. <laughs> well, we're gonna see if it works now. If it doesn't work, then guess what? You're gonna see a serious rage from me, <laughs> and it is not gonna be pretty on the interwebs. Uh, let's see. Hey, by the way. Fury and Wilder, it's boxing, Eric. I told you it's boxing. Okay. 9936, thank you. Boxing. Boxing. 6891, it's boxing. We need to get into boxing. Seriously, we need, like, I need to watch this fight. I haven't, I've heard it's great or it's really big deal. But I need to watch it, like, just see how it goes. I I used to be a big boxing fan back in the day. I kind of gave up on it because... You know, he just saw the same crap, and I, I don't know. I felt like it was sometimes scripted or rigged. Well, I, I used to enjoy watching boxing too, but it seemed like uh, the, the whole boxing match was about avoiding getting hit. And like, well, it was so boring. Why Why wouldn't – I mean, what do you want him to do? You want him to get hit? No, like hey, nobody, wanted to, take your nobody wanted to throw a punch. And and nobody wanted to take a punch. And slug me as hard as you can right in the right eye, please. It's like, do a few things and then get in the middle of the ring and hug each other. I'm like, I'm, why am I paying pay-per-view to watch this? Well, dude, like it's called – how about you and I get in a ring and you'll find out why you were like hugging me. It'd be the only time you ever hugged me besides the awkward one you gave me that one day. It was like a side-by-side, hey, pal. You know, I was like your son or something. Hey, pal. Call. <laughs> I'm serious. Dude, uh, boxing is good. Boxing is a lot of fun to watch. I'm a big boxing fan. 9315. I bet AJ's boxing fandom is Mike Tyson's punch out on Nintendo. That was a fun game. I never played that. I need to find a good boxing video game and play it. Maybe I think they have one coming out here soon. I think in the next couple of days, the next couple of weeks. I'll have to get it. Maybe we, you and I could play. Well, all the, the personalities are in uh, UFC. I mean, boxing doesn't yeah, have UFC a lot of personalities. Yeah, but is so fake. Dude, UFC is so scripted. You have these YouTube it's guys fake. that are becoming the stars of, of boxing today. and that just It's only one YouTube guy, and no, nobody likes him. Everybody hates him. And one day he's going to get his lights knocked out, and guess what? I'm going to pay pay-per-view to watch that. <laughs> I'm going to want to see it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. UFC just seems like it's scripted and it's fake. It's so annoying. It's scripted and fake? Yeah. UFC. There's blood all over the nah, place? Dude. Well, yeah, so does WWE. Broken noses and WWE broken has legs. That. WWE has that too. <laughs> not, and that's scripted. Not every fight. Not every time they get together. Okay, dude. Dana White's like putting it together being like, hey, make sure this is set up well. We need the ratings. Boxing is real. Boxing is where it's at. UFC is crap. Absolute garbage. I love boxing though. I'm still trying to f- post this link. Um, but you, you don't know anybody that you don't know anything about the the fight apparently taking place. This no, week. I have no clue. But you love boxing. I love watching boxing. It's like golf. I have no idea who the golfers are, but I love watching golf, tennis. I'll watch tennis, but I have no idea what the rules are. I don't know what a like forty to love means. I'm like, what, what is forty to love? Like that sounds perverted. I mean, what's forty to love? Like that sounds weird. <laughs> fifteen love. Okay, well, fifteen loves what? I don't get it. I'm just saying. Hey, uh, excited to uh, talk to J.C. Carroll here in about five minutes. Um, chat with him about his great USU career. I I wonder how, because I've never had a conversation with him. Have you? Yeah. Is he pretty cool? Like, is he a yeah. chill guy or is he? 
kind of one of those standoffish dudes. No, he's been great. I've interviewed him a couple I, I, of times. And I'm, asking, I'm not trying to ask to be a jerk. I'm just, I don't even know how to, how I mean, like, what kind of questions should I ask him? Like, will you email me some questions? <laughs> no, I'm not going to email you some questions. Why not? Just help me. What, what should my first question be? Uh, khakis or long jeans? Are you a tight jeans guy? I mean, should I ask him that? I met his wonderful wife, Bailey. She's a sweetheart of a gal, Mountain Crest cheer coach. Wonderful, wonderful person. I've never met JC, though. So I, I'm not going to lie to you. There's only been three people I'm terrified to interview in my life. Quinn Snyder, mostly because of his right eye that doesn't blink. Um, Coach Gary Anderson was pretty scary. 2.0. Um, who was the third guy? Jim Law was in- incredibly friendly, wonderful. I was terrified in that interview. Really? Yeah. He was. He couldn't have been more gracious. He's nice. More nice. Yeah. More friendly with I, me. I've had the opportunity but to interview him before, too. But I think it's because it's the first and last name that you're like, oh, dude, I'm going to soil myself here. Uh, Mr. <laughs> and then for me, <laughs> speaking of dumb questions, <laughs> I remember I asked him, um, do you know how much money you've donated? Like, do you keep a specific track? Like, straight pan, deadpan face? No. All right, Craig, uh, Hislop here. Uh, Craig, you got questions, buddy? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. I'll be back in five. <laughs> hey, JC's one of the great Utah State men's basketball players. I hope to see him in the Utah State Basketball Hall of Fame or Utah State Athletics oh, Hall of Fame. he will be. Sometime soon, yeah. He will be. Me it's too. just a matter of when. It's not if. Yeah, it's when. when. Um, no question. They don't do jerseys, right? They just how do they do that now? Because they don't like put your number in the rafters or anything, do no, they? But they have an area, their Hall of Fame, and they have displays and oh, do they? Yeah, I've never been to the Hall of Fame. Wait, is it in the Estes Center? Yeah, you walk by it all the time. In the Estes Center? No, it's in the uh, the athletics complex. Oh, Jim and uh, Carol Lab. Oh, yeah, really? On the first floor. I've, I do. I honestly have not walked like around the first floor. I'm not even joking. I usually, when I get there, I go straight to the second floor every time. I've never walked around yeah, the USU Athletics time. Hall of Fame. I got to go look at That'd be cool. I've never been in that area. When you're waiting for your car to come back from Dude, it's I, checkup. You know, we have an intern here today. You'll have wait, some time wait, on your hands. Is he officially an intern yet? This dude? <laughs> not the nerdy guy. The, that nerdy guy's weird. <laughs> but this guy. Oh, we don't have nerdy interns. Yes, we have cool yes. interns. No, Adam was awesome. Adam was a freaking awesome guy. Cody was cool. I loved Co- I miss him dearly. Um, and then you brought in like McFly or whatever the fetch's name is, Ben. And he's <laughs> a weird dude. Yeah, he's a weird dude. This guy seems cool. Like, I mean, I uh, James, I love <laughs> intern James. He's a cool guy. You know who he's related oh, it's to? Oh, Jack, dude. You know who he's related to? Jack. Radio royalty here in the building. If it's Baba Poon, I'm going to throw him out right now. No, no. <laughs> oh, Craig Hislop. What? Yeah. Oh, Fetch, great. So we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> we know we have to really be nice. We have to kiss up to this I guy know. then. He's got a spy in the building. Okay, okay. We've got a bunch of texts. you got to call JC. Yes. Um, 6294. Ha, ha, ha. Boxing is real. Hashtag Bob Arum and Don King. <laughs> Love it. Um, did a 9315. Hi, AJ. Can you ask JC Carroll uh, about the new Beehive Honey Adventure on his blue horse that he bought that dumped him on the ground? 
He got bucked off a horse? Oh, boy. 8003. Audrey, no! Take back your statement about the UFC. I can't. I can't. 2305. Audrey's honestly makes me question how he got on the air. I knew Eric. And we're buddies. That's how he got hooked up. <laughs> okay, okay. This, this must be about my UFC comment. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Be demeaning of UFC. I just don't watch it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, five six six two. AJ. He's only standoffish with people who don't put him in their USU top five of all time. Good luck. Okay. I'm sorry about that too. That may or may not have been my fault, but it wasn't entirely my fault. Eric made me. Four 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 six. Ask him who's better, Sam or JC. I asked Sam. And Sam said, I'd like to say me, but we don't know. Sam took the high road on that question, which really bugged me. Like, I like egotistical people. And Sam had a chance to be egotistical when I said, Hey, Sam, who's better, you or JC? And Sam's like, uh, uh, well, I'd like to say it was me, but I'm sure JC would say it was him. Well, no crap, dude. I'm asking you. And he wouldn't say it. So right now, JC's better than Sam. Period. End of story. Then where was <laughs> JC on your list? Eric, you don't be a jerk. We have a guest on our show. <laughs> we do. Be polite. Let's get right to it. J.C. Carroll, one of the all-time greats, no question, at Utah State, uh, the best to play the game of uh, a basketball for USU and a tremendous professional career as well. And, uh, J.C., we appreciate you taking some time to, to talk to us today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. And uh, I hope I hope there's uh, only one name on the top of your list since you got me on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, so you I'm sure you had a chance to uh to to follow Sam Merrill and his career, what he did at Utah State. I mean, just what was your impression of what he did in an Aggie uniform? Hey, he had a phenomenal career. I mean, the guy did about everything you could hope a bas- college basketball player would do. Um he seemed to be great on the court, off the court. And, and of course, everyone knows he he hit one of the biggest threes in the history of uh of Utah State. Um you know, it's too bad we had the, the COVID year where they didn't get a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. Uh, that could have been fun to see what they could have done, maybe won a game or two. Um, you know, they had Kata, who was a, a big force inside. We're talking about Sam. Sam was great, obviously. Um, he had a it – was, it was great that he's able to play with such a big defensive presence on the inside, too. Um, you know, that was really a nice one-two punch Utah State had for a couple of years. So what in what ways did Sam remind remind you of him? And I'm sure you're sick of like having the comparisons of JC and Sam over and over again. But I'm going to continue with what were the similarities between his game uh, on the court and your game on the court? Good. Yeah. In all honesty, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of of Sam play. Uh, obviously, he was a very good outside shooter. I think that was something that a similarity we had. Um, you know, I had a chance. I was at a barbecue with him uh, a summer ago, and it was kind of funny because he made the comment. He goes, "I think I'm the fourth best three point shooter at this barbecue right now," <laughs> <laughs> which, which was pretty funny. You know, he's sitting there with me and uh, and Brian Green, and I think Tyler Newbold was there possibly, and and Sam. And you know, if you look at the Utah State record books, all four of us have had, you know, three of the the best three-point shooting percentage in the history of the university. And, 
as far as similarities go, I think that's that's one similarity that it's really out there that we were we were efficient three point shooters and we made a lot of them. Huh. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did, and uh, certainly Stu Morrill's system uh, very different than Craig Smith's. Uh, Craig Smith really encouraged a lot of three point shooting. But you had opportunities to do that too under Stu's system. What was that like, just playing under Coach Morrill, the type of guy that he was, and what he got out of you and, and your teammates? Right, I love Coach Morrill. I love the opportunity he gave me. I feel like uh, you know it was a great fit for me. Uh, a very disciplined system. And the thing about Coach Morrill was he was very good at um, worrying about the team first and taking players. And and, fi- and knowing what each player did well and creating an offense and opportunities for them to do that one thing well. Um, now, the one thing about Coach Morrill that um, sometimes I wish is I wish sometimes in the media he would have said things like, J.C. Carroll's the best defender I've ever, I've ever seen. <laughs> um, you know, rather than saying J.C. Carroll can't guard a chair, uh, those things – Sometimes I look back now, I'm like, you know what? It wouldn't have been much for him to say you know, positive things about me defensively that could have helped me as I was coming out of college trying to get into, um, you know, on NBA teams and things like that. Because uh, I sat back and I watched Dave Rose say things about uh, Jimmer Fredette, who, by the way, wasn't great at defense, but his coach in the media always made sure people knew that they, they thought he was a good defender. They just wanted him not to get fouls they need him on offense so much but again i love coach Morrill. i feel so so grateful that i was able to play under his system and uh, in an era of aggie basketball that, that was fantastic you know it, it's hard to win as much as coach Morrill did hey i uh i hope you don't mind us going down uh, nostalgia lane here with you i was having dinner with a few gentlemen uh, a couple weeks ago and I won't tell you who, just in case I get in trouble for telling the story. But I heard a story about you guys being in Long Beach for a basketball tournament, I believe. And you had incredibly sprained your ankle, like really bad. Uh, and uh, either you were feeling adrenaline or you didn't really feel the pain. But it was bulging. And uh, when you were able to get back on the court, Coach Morrill's like went to the individual, I'll leave nameless, and said, what happened? And he's like, well, I couldn't catch J.C. <laughs> uh, can can you confirm that story? Is that true? And how bad was your ankle? Look, it's it's simple. I know exactly who you're eating with if you're talking about this conversation because he's the only guy that ever told me. He's like he's like GC. You're the only player that when he got injured, I had to chase him down and find him. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is absolutely true. Look, I lived. I had a very fortunate career at Utah State professionally. The uh, when it came to injuries, but the one injury I did have a number you know two or three times at utah state and probably eight or nine times as a pro was severely sprained ankles and you know i said i see players get sprained ankles and things like this but uh when i say severely sprained you know they're swollen they're completely black and blue and uh and yeah one thing i understood at college is like i have four years and i'm gonna get maybe 130 games and if I want to do things individually on the court that I want to do, I need to play all 130 uh, games, all those opportunities, in order to uh, to put up numbers and 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 things like that, that I wanted to put up. And so I I played through those injuries, 
And this this guy, um, I actually sent him a text the other day. I saw him on the football field, um, but <laughs> at the during the BYU game. But uh, I he he was great. He always got me better the quicker than anyone I've ever been around. JC, you alluded to uh, that you you had opportunities to try to make an NBA squad. Uh, I know you had a very long, very successful professional career in, in Spain. Uh, but did you did you feel ever feel like that was elusive, not being able to play in the NBA, or do you feel satisfied with the professional career that you were able to accomplish? Honestly, I, I'm I'm very I'm very very satisfied with the career I had. Um, I, I really don't look back, and I'm not. And I never, I never have been like, oh man, I feel so, so bummed that I, I never played on an NBA team. That's not, uh, that's not my feeling at all. I feel very fortunate for the professional career I had, and I was probably able to play. Um, you know, I, I was able to play more basketball with the route I took. Now, as far as the NBA being elusive, um, look, if I would have came out after Steph Curry. I think there would have been a lot of teams just going crazy for me. He, Steph Curry kind of changed the game. You know, a smaller guy that was really good at shooting three-pointers. And a lot of teams were trying to find other players like that. I came out before Steph Curry. And, um, you know, I was, I was really close. And I, I probably could have been a little more patient. I could have gone to some vet camps with the invites I had and tried to make a roster. But I, I was married. I, I, had, a, I had my baby Bella on the way and um, I just I tried to find the, the most stable and and the best opportunities I could throughout my career to be able to take care of my family and, and, and live my dream at the same time so no I don't ever feel uh, like I cheated by not playing in the NBA What was your most memorable game inside the spectrum? Um most memorable game. Look, I, I got one is the the forty four point outing against uh, New Mexico State. Um, just an awesome game. Um, you know, everything went in. Shot fifteen free throws. Made fifteen free throws. Oof. I think I was five for seven from three, which means I made a lot of two pointers. For me, that was a really well rounded basketball game. You know, another one. Uh, we beat Boise State. I remember I made a three pointer. Um, to, to kind of give us the lead with, with very little time left. And I remember shooting that ball, and when it left my hands, my thought was, I don't know if that's even going to hit the rim. I don't know if – and it just swished nothing but net. Um, so that was unbelievable. And then I remember beating Nevada. They were ranked 11th or 12th in the country at the time, and uh, we beat them in overtime. Uh, what a you know what a win that was. That was, that was big time. I think Jeff Fox, he – not Jeff Fox. I've been listening to Jeff Fox for a little bit. <laughs> Coach Fox. Coach Fox. Yeah. Um, moved on to Georgia in later years, but uh, he, I think he he almost got a fight. The ref got got ejected. What a what a wonderful um, senior year I had. I don't know. I I'm pretty sure we had we sold out every home game my senior year. It was it was unbelievable. That'd be true. Yep. Yeah, it was an incredible season, uh, and uh, definitely every every ticket, every penny that anybody would have paid to go see those games got their money's worth. Uh, JC, after um, talking about playing professionally, I mean it's it's kind of a, it's a very different system in Europe where. 
they have multiple leagues and there's opportunities to kind of play up and move up in these different leagues. And it took you a minute to get to the top level in Europe. But when you were there, you were with uh, Real Madrid, and it, that was consistently one of the top teams um, in European basketball. What was that experience like in playing in, at that level? Yeah, absolutely. Look, when I got to Real Madrid, it was, it was a dream come true. It was like this is um, the, be- the best place you can be in Europe. There aren't bigger teams. There aren't better teams. There's no team in Europe that has more, more championships, more titles, more European championships than Real Madrid. So when I got there, you know, that was my, like, hey, I've made it, and I'm going to create a career here. So I played 10 years for them. Um, there's no foreigner that's played more games, made more, made th- more three-pointers and scored more points for Real Madrid than, than I did. And um, I was fortunate that I came in with a new coach. I was 10 years with the same coach, and we had incredible success. Um, you know, we won 20 titles in all in those 10 years, which is unprecedented. It's an era of Real Madrid basketball that's uh, going down, you know, it's, it's historic at this point. Again, we're talking to J.C. Carroll, one of the great Aggies in Utah State men's basketball, top five on, I think, everybody's list. Uh, J.C., what was the biggest learning curve from Utah State to Spain? Mm, that's a, Honestly, when I got to Spain, it, it was comfortable for me. It's more up-tempo type of basketball. I had a coach that we wanted to get points. Um, actually, I take it back. My first coach, he was very kind of – Coach Moralist-ish a little bit as far as he really wanted to work on defense, and defense was the most important. But the awesome thing on the other side of the ball was he just gave me the ball. It was like, hey, go play. Go get us baskets. Go get us points. So that was, that was Pedro Martinez, and so that was great two years at Gran Canaria. And then I, when I went to Madrid, it was kind of the opposite. I had a coach that for my first seven or eight seasons there was, look, we're going to score 110 points. See if you can score 111 and beat us. And that was that was so much fun. The biggest adjustment when I first got to Europe was just uh, the way they call it traveling. Um, they're a lot more strict on it. They don't they don't like the direct drive. You have to do a crossover step drive hmm. or you get called for traveling. And a lot of Americans when they go over there they struggle with that call. But I was able to make the adjustment in the first you know three or four weeks and uh, not really worry about it after that. JC, you uh, as you already said you you won championships, you won at the highest level, and so you saw the best talent uh, in Europe. We've seen a lot of that talent uh, also spend time in the NBA. Uh, how many guys are in the NBA today that you played against over in Europe? Oh yeah, good question. Honestly, I couldn't put a number on it, but uh, there's there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, the most famous one is Luka Doncic. I mean. This guy was on my team for three years. He, oh my gosh! He was on my team from the, at the end of the from the time he was sixteen years old at the end of the bench, not playing. You know, three years later, the Euroleague MVP, and now you know, in his fourth year with the Dallas Mavericks, um, you know, is an MVP candidate every year. So he's the most famous. But you know, Joe Ingles. He I've known Joe for 15 years since I since I left. We trained together in Chicago. We played against each other in Europe. He was at Barcelona, then in Israel, Maccabi Tel Aviv. So, you know, seeing the success he's had with the Jazz is, is a lot of fun to see how he is. You know, the Jazz, they, they also signed Raul, Net, Raul Neto a few years ago. He was on my team. Tibor Pleiss, I played against him for years. FK Udo, the Jazz had. 
I played against him. So there, there's honestly the un, the Antetokounmpo younger brothers that's at, at Milwaukee was when Sam was there. You know, he was in Europe. I played against him a bunch of times. The Bogdanoviches. Um, all these guys came from uh, my leagues. JC, I'm going to remove Sam Merrill from this option. If there's one Aggie that you didn't get to play with that you would have died to play basketball with on the court, who would it be? Look, I'm going to go way back. It would be, be Wayne Estes. My goodness. I would love to play with that guy. Um, and I'm going to say Kata. I, I, look, I had a seven foot four guy on my team for the last four years. The difference he makes on the court is incredible. And just having that size that Kata had in a college basketball floor, it makes it so much harder for other teams and so much easier for a player like me. So, you know, Kata, I get, you're saying guys I didn't play with. Obviously, I love playing with Spencer, Nate Harris, Chris Clark. My goodness, that guy set assist records. Um, you know, his senior year, he was so good at finding guys to score the ball. Um, you know, Jimmy Moore's here in town. He probably would have been a fun guy to play. I, you know, Desmond Penninger's a, a, a legend, but I don't know that he would be that fun to play with. I've heard stories <laughs> about him not being very good at passing. <laughs> so, probably not someone I would want to play with much. Um, but, uh, you know, I tend to lean to guys that were very good at rebounding, uh, setting screens, and passing the ball. Those are those are great teammates. I love to play with. As long as they're feeding you the rock, then you're uh, you're good. <laughs> then you're good. We get along real well. <laughs> hey, JC, in your time um, internationally and uh, and playing basketball overseas, were there times that you came across guys that you played against in the in the WAC or the Big West or uh, or even former teammates? Uh, yes, there were. It was always fun to find people I played against. Uh, former teammates was the most fun. Uh, I played against, or I played with Spencer Nelson for one season, oh, which was so a cool. lot of fun. Um, you know, he was the big senior my freshman year, and so in in that year with Coach Morrill, I couldn't do anything right, but he still like you know Coach Morrill still liked me making all those three pointers I made for him. But Spencer Nelson could do no wrong his senior year. So <laughs> then, then to be teammates with him a couple of years later professionally was, was a lot of fun, a different perspective on it. Um, you know, other trying to think of people I ran against. I, I ran into you know, JaVale McGee as I was running around, NBA stuff. Um, Kobe Carl. Um well, just just a bunch of guys. Caleb Green played in Spain for a year or two. Uh, I ran to Spencer Butterfield once, you know, for two games and while we were over in Europe. So it was fun to to see those people. Toughest guy you play against in college? Uh, it was Brandon Roy, honestly. In the, I've heard the stories about this. You know, I I had a good game, honestly. Like I played well. But playing against Brandon Roy was just another thing. He he always made the right decision. That's the thing that's so impressed me about him. When it needed to be a pass, he made the right pass. When it needed to be a jump shot, he made a jump shot. And then when it was a, a drive, he'd drive. And he's good defensively. So Brandon Roy's the best player. Uh, one of my favorite games I played was my freshman year against Arizona with Salim Stoudemire, Channing Frye, uh, Shakur. 
they just had a they had a squad, and I was playing against legendary coach Lou Olson. It was uh, yeah, it was a dream come true. It was, it was like, hey, this is this is pretty cool. Uh, what about professionally? Ooh, professionally, uh, you know, I, the best player I played with was uh, well, like it was around was Luca, and then uh, you know Rudy Fernandez. You're as a European player, he's just one of the best guys. He's one of the most individually talented people you can play that I've seen around basketball. Um, you know, Andre Andre Karolinko was in in Russia. I played against him a couple times. Um, who did I play? Oh, I played against Pau Gasol last year. You know, he's he's not the the NBA champion, Pau Gasol, and you know he's obviously a little older, but you can see like, holy cow, this guy! I, you can see why he was special. I actually wanted to ask a follow-up on that. I was going to ask you anyway. Just uh, today, the announcement that he's officially retiring from basketball. Uh, what is that? I mean, you spend a lot of time in Spain. I mean, he's he's Spanish royalty when it comes to basketball. He is. I mean, he's it. He's in my mind. There's no one that's done more or or anything in in, in basketball in Spain than him. So he is. He's a legend um, in a in a country that size. Everyone knows who he is and. Uh, and follows him and looks up to him. Plus, he was a good ambassador. He just was a, was a good dude. He'd come around. He'd talk to people. He was polite. Um, so a lot of respect for Pau Gasol. You know, his brother Mark, I think, is along the same lines. Um, but it, when it comes to Spanish basketball players, you know, I played with and against the very best generation of Spanish uh, basketball that there is with the you know, Juan Carlos Tavares and, and different players that uh, you guys have maybe never heard of. Uh, as successful as your college career was, and as highlighted as decorated as it was, how frustrating was it not to win an NCAA tournament game? It's it's frustrating. It's hard though. If you take a step back and you realize what we were running into as we went into the NCAA tournament, I mean, we're not going in ever and playing a six seed, you know, a eight, nine, or ten seed. We're always playing a one, two, three, or four, or five seed, and and those are very good teams and very tough for any team to beat. So for sure, I would have loved us to gone in and been the Cinderella story, uh, make a run to the Sweet Sixteen, and and be one of those teams that are written in in NCAA history as hey, these guys knocked off the big boys. We just weren't, and I feel you know I I wish we could have. Uh, I feel bad. Coach Morrill, I think uh, if he would have had, you know, a Sweet 16 run, um, something like that, all of a sudden he's talked about a lot more on the national stage as you know, um, which is very deserving as how good of a coach Coach Morrill actually was. JC, you've uh, you've retired from professional basketball. What are you doing now, and why did you choose to uh, make your home in Cache Valley? Honestly, Cash Valley wasn't a very difficult choice uh, for us. We we always we met here in college. Her family's nearby. My family's nearby. <clears throat> it's a college town, so you get all the fun things that come with college towns. You get you get businesses. You get youth. You get uh, you know great athletic events. You get plays. You get you get culture in a small community. Um, so it was easy to come back to, to Cash Valley. We we love the people here. We they always made us feel like we were like we were home, like we were from here. And as far as what I'm doing now, you know, I've, I've, got a, I've got a small ranch where I raise 
the best beef in the world. I raised full blood Wagyu, which is Kobe beef, um, which I love doing this. It makes me very happy. And um, I'm going to go into uh, the financial world. I'm going to be a, a financial advisor here in the next few weeks. Uh, I'll get started with that uh, full time. Wow. That is, well, that is actually, that is pretty awesome. Uh, Happy for you, JC. Uh, JC, do you have, what is your relationship with Utah State University Athletics now? Uh, Do you, I mean, I'm sure you'll be in the the Utah State Athletics Hall of Fame. Do you look forward to that day? Is that something, I'm sure, is that something you maybe think about? Do you care about it? (laughs) Look, I think, I I think about it because I'm on Instagram and Facebook and, and I follow Utah State, and I, I saw Kevin Robinson and those guys get inducted this year, and and I thought it was really cool. I think it's a great event. I think it's uh, a wonderful um, accomplishment for for the people that are inducted, and and it's fun to to be a part of something like that. So I'm a, I'm aware of it. Um, as far as Utah State athletics go, uh, since I've been back, I've had a I've had a chance to go golfing with the athletic director and meet him. Uh, the new coach, basketball coach, uh, has been great. He's reached out. He's uh, sent me uh, videos of him watching different European basketball teams and, and highlights of me playing uh, overseas and saying this is something I think we'll put in. He's invited me up to practice and said I'm welcome anytime I want to come hang out and watch. So uh, it's it's been good. I I think it's I think it's important. And I think it's really cool when uh, uh, coaches, administrators reach out to former athletes like that and, and make us feel uh, welcome at Utah State as if we were still uh, players. Well, JC, it's awesome to have you in the area. Uh, tremendous success. Certainly you were a great ambassador for Utah State and a representative of the university well and uh, your, your tremendous success uh, professionally and Fun to have you back in the area again, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us today and reminiscing on some of those past games and, and performances, even if they were some of them a little more harder to relive, uh, as uh, Ajay asked you about disappointing games. I just wanted to know. <laughs> why are you, you asking guy about losses? I mean, that's tough. Because he has so many medals. He's just <laughs> fine. <laughs> There you go. Well, yeah, it's been fun. Look, bring me back on. Let's talk some more Aggie sports. We can talk Wagyu beef. Um, bring it, bring you a sample, a small sample, because it's, it's very valuable. Yeah, that's expensive and, stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to, don't want to just give the whole cow away. But, <laughs> that's right. Um, but we can hang out and uh, and talk about some stuff. We can do a we can do a live show from my from my ranch and oh my hang gosh. out and, and all kinds of stuff. So um, I'd love to come down to studio. Sorry, I'm running around with my my boy today. And um, hey, Jagger, say hello. Say hello. No, he doesn't want to. But hi, Jagger. Um, <laughs> hi, Jagger. <laughs> we're, we're, so yeah, this has been fun. I'd love to to, to chat anytime. Let's get, let's do it again, JC. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, thanks. Thanks, JC. It, you know, it, JC, you leave that door open about having us do a live show at your place. Uh, yeah, that's not a right joke. We're it. taking you up on that. I hope you know that. <laughs> it's uh, it's a sincere offer. I think it would be fun. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll see if we can arrange that sometime. But hey, thanks so much for your time. We do sincerely sincerely appreciate it, and uh, have a good rest of your do week. Do the best, JC. Thanks. Great. Thanks, guys. J.C. Carroll, absolutely one of the best oh to uh, play the game. and You know, you were nervous about having this interview because you've never talked to J.C. I never before. have. 
Uh, I told you, don't worry about humble, it. He's a good dude. Down to earth, really just classy guy. Uh, man, look, there's two people in my career I wish I would ever watch play in Aggie Athletics. I never got to see play. J.C. Carroll, Wayne Estes. I got to see all the Aggie greats. Gary Wilkinson. Uh, I, I just didn't watch a lot of bad. I mean, I was gone all the time, and I didn't get to see J.C.'s career like I got to see Spencer Nilton's career or the tail end of Gary Wilkinson's career or some of Nate Harris's career. Sam Merrill. I didn't get to see J.C.'s. I missed three years of it. Like, that sucks, man, because I really, really wish I could have seen that guy. You missed out. Oh, special, yeah. Oh, that's play. obvious as I'll get out, so. All right, quick time out here on the Full Court Press. Love to get your reactions to the interview. Uh, Loved having uh, JC with us for an extended interview there. I really do appreciate his time. Uh, Coming up on the other side, we'll get to the stat that blew our minds, our player of the week, and Major League Baseball playoffs getting underway shortly in less than 30 minutes. So we'll talk about that coming up on the Full Court Press. Ahoy, me hearties! Do you have pirate blood in your veins? Are you a scallywag on the hunt for gold? Adventure awaits the brave of heart at Halloween on the high seas at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Explore the seaside carnival. Find a shipwreck and lost treasure. And discover sea creatures from the deep. Get your tickets today at thelivingplanet.com slash Halloween. This is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit in the past, we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Back with our exclusive service. That's right, we service what we sell. Daryl's West on Airport Road. In beautiful downtown Benson. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring the new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. the hell are you doing? This is your music. You loaded this. What is this? What do you mean this is my music? This is a, um, a song What are you, that you trying loaded? to say right now? This is my music? Yeah, that you loaded. I didn't load this. This was the intern, man. <laughs> hey, that was a lot of fun talking to Jason. Dude, that was a blast. Uh, got a few texts in here. 9315, you need to sh- have a live show at JC's Place where we see AJ feed some cows on the radio. <laughs> Love to see you try to feed the cows. Uh, dude. Chase them down. Get kicked right in the face. She's like, the wrong one, man. Wrong end. It's two over. <laughs> uh, no, that was a blast. Um, 6860. Just want to say thanks for that interview. That was uh, that was awesome. So good to hear JC and reminisce. I don't think I missed any of his games. He was so fun to watch. Phenomenal player, phenomenal shooter, and even a more phenomenal person. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. And Thank you. 9938, great interview with JC. I still owe him a dozen Pro V1 golf balls from the college years. <laughs> oh, man. You better get on that, bro. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's great. Uh, dude, we need to do a show on his ranch. That would be – now that would be a freaking awesome show. 
That would be fun. That'd be so cool. As long as we're not sitting in the barn. I've heard um, the, the type of cattle that he's raising. I don't even know what this means, but go ahead. Yeah, it's it is it's uh, meaty, very high profile, very expensive meat. Meat, yes. Good for him. I mean, he's, he's staying engaged and doing stuff, and he's got a, a, a business mind and trying to uh, expand and not just sit idle. So good for him. Good for him. I know it's like you mentioned this earlier. His wife is involved with the uh, high school cheer, and they love so her. By the way, they're, they're getting involved. With I the had community. talked to a couple That's girls awesome. about uh, about Mrs. Carroll, and they love her. They they freaking adore her, and uh, so they're. And it's cool that like that it wasn't even a second thought that they wanted to be here in Cache Valley. That's that's awesome. Like an all time great in Aggies and an all time great in, in Europe. And he wants to be back here in Cache but Valley. That's he had awesome. a very financially successful career. Yes. in Europe as well. I mean, he could have chosen to live anywhere, but uh, he he chose to come here to Cache Valley. It's very cool. Uh, uh, was it a year ago? Or was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. He had his home in the Parade of Homes. They were willing to let oh, a bunch of, about this. hundreds of random strangers tour their house um, and walk through their house. Is it true that he, and I need to know, I need, I should have asked him. Oh, no, I shouldn't have asked him, actually. That's probably a better idea. It's a beautiful home. But that, like, he had his medals and trophies hanging up everywhere. So people are like, oh, it's J.C. Carroll's house. All right. You know, he had, like, photos and stuff just hanging up around the house so people could see those, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, because some people will hide him and be like, look, I don't want you guys to see that because it's not a part of me. J.C.'s like, I'm not afraid to show that side of me. Like, this was a part of my life, a big part of my life. I, I love that. I think it's awesome. Really sweet, Jim. Can we get him back Flores. to sign our posters? Yeah. Yeah, you need him here in studio so he can sign a poster. Dude, I, that's Do you have I a poster really with wanted. him on it? And then he could forge Desmond Pinnaker's uh, signature since he's such a big fan of him, too. That Desner, Desmond Pinnaker comment was that freaking was hilarious. hilarious. That was great. That uh, was we awesome. are trying to post it on Twitter. We can't. It is the Ryan Odom interview is on our website. I'll get J.C. Carroll loaded up A-A-E-S-A-P as possible um, and get that for you guys so you can listen to it. And then I'll try to post it online. But currently, according to Twitter, we have very harmful content on our website. So I don't know what to tell <laughs> you guys. You had some weird things to say yesterday, so maybe they're it was, got that stuck in their mind. No, it had nothing to do with bananas. And I thought it was a great comment. I thought it related really well. Uh, no. Nine three one five. How about you use JC as a guest host when RJ's gone? Why do I have to be gone? No, when Eric's gone, I'll do it. Can you give me his phone number, by the way? Just send it over. Um, I don't know. I need to You're gonna, uh, like start randomly texting. <laughs> hey, what are you doing on Saturday night? You want to hang out? Want to eat pizza? I'm gonna tag you in the text message. Be like, hey, Eric and I are hanging out in the studio. Want to come hang out with us and have pizza? <laughs> Eric and I are going to the parade of homes. You want to come? Is your house in it? Can we come in? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Uh, we got like uh, six minutes and plus one more break. Mm. Yeah, so we need to get the stat that blew our minds. And okay, our player of the week. Well, let's do the uh, stats that blew our minds. Eric, go ahead. <laughs> I just took most of the stat already. <laughs> I just Eric. But I'm for sorry those that, who weren't listening, I'm before, sorry that I did my research. I'll repeat it. My bad. But I'm going to add an addendum to this, which makes it even more interesting. Okay. Okay. So the wild card teams this year, Major League Baseball, are the four winningest franchises in Major League Baseball yep. since 2000. Yep. The Yankees have won over 2,000 games. The Cardinals have won 1,900. Dodgers are right there by them. 
uh, and so are the Red Sox. I mean, the, the top four teams in victories in the, since 2000 are all in the wild card. Uh, here's the other thing that's, that goes with this, which is interesting. The Dodgers, they won 106 games. No team has ever won more games and not finished first in their division or the league. That's what's nuts. You win 106 games and you go to the wild card? Sucks, man. It's unfair. That's how baseball is. Sat that blew my mind. Wednesday's in a wild card game. Lots of sauce. Yummy. Cardinals, they've won eight straight Adam Wainwright starts. They've won 11 straight road games. Dodgers, with Max Scherzer, have won 11 straight starts. Won 15 straight home games. That's just a wild card game, man. It's going to be a good one. Dodgers Stadium tomorrow, Dodgers Cardinals, and a wild card winner gets to go face the Giants. You know what's going to happen? Is the Dodgers are going to win up because the MLB wants them to. The league's going to rig it, ratings wise. I'm dead serious. They aren't going to let the Cardinals any of win. Those, any of those teams would be great for ratings. No, they would. Why would you favor one over another? Dodgers have won 100 something plus games, placing their division rival the Giants in the NLDS. Eric, come on. Cardinals, hottest team in baseball coming into their historic franchise. No, Eric, won a lot let of me World repeat series. again. Dodgers, 100 plus wins, Eric, and division rivals with the San Francisco Giants. Ratings, money. <laughs> All right, let's get into the player of the week. Time to see who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You, know, you don't have to say it. Puts a lot of cool things in perspective anytime you're the first time doing something. It's the Full Court Press Player of the Week. Let's go! All right, Chuckles. Why don't you take your player of the week? Why you go first over there? <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, my play of the week's going to be Mac Jones. Look, he took a beating on Sunday night, and he kept hanging in there. He made great throws. He only had one turnover, and it was because of a guy can't catch a ball. Um, he had some butterfingers, and he got tipped and was picked off. I thought Mac Jones was absolutely phenomenal the uh, on Sunday night, um, especially with that, uh, with that touchdown. And so uh, Mac Jones is my player of the week. So you're giving your player of the week award to somebody who lost a game. I just want to be but clear. He played a great game. Okay. It's not your player of the week, so don't freaking whine over it. <laughs> it's true. It's not. God. Uh, mine are also coming out of the NFL. Quincy and Quinnen Williams, the first pair of brothers with sacks in the same game for the same team. First time that's happened since 1982. So they had one sack, and you're just going to give them player of the week, huh? <laughs> That's how it goes. That's cool. Yes, that's how it One works. One sack. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. I'm Krista Lewis, commercial lender at Bank of Utah. Thank you for voting as Northern Utah's best bank. If you're looking to grow your business, Bank of Utah is here to help. Looking to purchase commercial real estate or need a business line of credit? Come visit me at our Logan office and I'll help you get the right financing to meet your needs. Loan subject to approval. Member FDIC.
Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson wrap it up the show. Uh, how big is this wild card game? Is this? I mean, have we had wild card matchups as historic as the one we're going to have tonight? You think? No. Well, probably, but I can't remember one just like this. I mean, it's the Yankees and the Red Sox. You know, it's probably the greatest rivalry in sports. Period. Any sport. It's it's these two teams. Like they they absolutely hate each other. Always have. Always will. Um, yeah, this is going to be a major rivalry. It's a big game tonight. I like the Yankees in it, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Boston get out of here with a win. Like anything can happen. Expect the unexpected with these two teams. Uh, yeah, I would agree. What's with the that. line? Do you know? Oh, I don't. Skittles wise, uh, I got it right here, my man. Uh, While you look that up, chew on this: the uh, wild card leadoff hitters. Yeah, Anthony Rizzo and Kyle Schwarber. Yankees uh, minus one hundred and thirty. I'm not even joking. That's what it says. Yankees minus one hundred and thirty. So Yankees should win in a blowout. I've never seen a team score 130 runs, but that's cool. <laughs> that's not how it works. What, do you, what does 130 mean? I'm not exact. We went through this once, and I... Hey, I was going to ask you, who do exactly those two sure. brothers play for? They play for the New York Jets. Oh, cool. Of Man, course. That's cool how you knew that like right off the bat, too. Yeah, I did because I did my research. Oh. So James here didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> that's cool. During the break. <laughs> You're dang right it was during the break. Uh, okay, who do you got tonight? Uh, I'm going to go with the Red Sox. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Red Sox as well. When we surprised if the Yankees won, but I'd like to see the Red Sox. Hey, uh, Jazz preseason last night, they lose 111.85. Wasn't on TV because nobody can view it because the Jazz can't figure out their crap for TV broadcast. So you can continue to listen to the – well, you can't listen to it on our station right now, but we will. No. Uh, that's actually no. getting figured out, by the way. Thank goodness. Um – but, uh, yeah, so it looks like the Jazz will be a bad basketball team this year, as from what I've seen uh, last night. So, eighth seed, here we come. Right, because that preseason game is going to tell you everything about it. It always tells you everything you need to know. Uh, getting good reviews about Jared Butler, uh, how he looked in a Jazz uniform for the first time. But, um, yeah, they'll, they'll, they will play again tomorrow. It's uh, Denver. Play Denver tomorrow. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. At home, and that, that is going to be televised. That's no, Dallas. Oh, it's Dallas. Sorry, you're right. Dallas. It's yeah. at Dallas. Uh, we Their are, first home preseason game won't be until next we Monday. We are working on the contract for uh, Jazz Basketball. We should have it completed for the regular season, so we should oh, be good to go. Good. That's encouraging. They're all excited about their new thing here, and uh, they're leaving behind their traditional people that have helped them along the way. Okay. Jeez, calm down. <laughs> My gosh. Or they're just busy with other things. There we go. That might be better. Not getting to the finer paperwork as the season is getting underway. Yeah. 
Uh, hey, big thanks to Ryan Odom for joining us earlier, and then J.C. Carroll. Uh, we are having some weird issues posting the links to those interviews. Supposedly, it's harmful. But they are online. Uh, they're on our podcast feed. They're on 1069thefan.com. They will be on the 1069thefan mobile app, so you can find those there. Definitely worth the listen. Uh, those were fun, both of them. I mean, we had them on for a long time, and they just went by so fast. Dude, yeah, that was a probably quicker show I've, I've had in a long time here. ton of fun talking to those guys, so make sure you go back and take a listen to that. Uh, and then tomorrow we'll get into more of uh, you know Major League Baseball playoffs and the path to the World Series. Who has the easier path or not? We'll take a look at that and what went wrong. Coming up tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.